AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. The fight got back. Very good. Back well come this bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, remember, uh, the fighting cock's about Tottenham, but this is about England and the World Cup, with a leaning towards, obviously, Tottenham, because it is still the fighting cock. Um, so, basically, if, if you have friends who you think will enjoy the tone of fighting cock, who aren't Spurs fans, maybe you can share, that, share this podcast with them. No shade. 
Yeah. Actually, do, do we really... We haven't got a furnace shade, no shade at all. Do we really want anyone from another club listening to this? Yeah, listen. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Open to all. Open your ears. Come. Come, bruv. Yeah, come. Come. Uh, well, I, I, I dis- I'm, I'm going full circle. I disagree. All right. Don't tell your mates. Fuck your mates. Don't tell any of them. <laughs> yeah, fuck your mates, basically. If you're on the tube listening to this, fuck all of your mates. <laughs> Every decision you've ever made that's led you to having friends that you have, fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them off. In the bin. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turner. Boys, we're back. We had to. Yeah. Fighting clock. World Cup, Russia, 2018. We are fucking back and ready to talk football. Have you enjoyed the break, Rick? Yeah, I have enjoyed the break. But uh, sometimes, like, you know when you're on a break and something, you, you get itchy fingers, itchy, you know... You, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yes, I kind of like... You're on a break, you get itchy fingers. What, what? your fingers used to be doing? Fingering. Right, good. Yeah. <laughs> Just make yeah, sure yeah, we're yeah. on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, moistening them up now. Right. Oiling brilliant. them up. O- oiling them up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, moist as fuck right now. Yeah. Moist Amazing. As fuck. Amazing. Uh, uh, this episode of the Fighting Cock and all of the World Cup is sponsored by Fansbet. Uh, massive thank you to Fansbet for showing love and representing. And this is going to be going on to the new season as well. Amazing uh, a partnership we've done. And uh, got to be honest, when the first when the first conversation we had with them was. Um, you know, it's, like, it's a bookie. Like, I mean, we've done bet on Brazil before, but that was that was what it was. Um, but with fans bet turned up, it was like, um, you know, what, what's going on with you? What's different about you lot? And the difference between them is that they give fifty percent of their profits back to Spurs fans. Can't so further than that. They can't. You can't because they, they give this they give this arrangement to a, a number of other clubs. Liverpool got something with the Anfield Wrap, um, and I just I just kind of love what they're about. And more more importantly. Their brand ambassador is uh, Paul Robinson, who Hero. is featured on this very podcast. You lucky bastards! Yeah, well, I spent some time with him yesterday on the phone. Didn't, wasn't in his great presence, uh, talking about England's chances and what we're going to do in this World Cup. Um, but before that, uh, they want us to get involved in the fans bet fantasy football game. Anyone uh, who can beat our team, we're going to enter one. Beat our team um, will win a. Uh, Paul Robinson signed new, brand new Spurs shirt. Shit. So one, there's two things here. You can get a free Spurs shirt. Yeah. You can get it signed by Paul Robinson, yeah. Tottenham legend. And uh, you can have the glory of beating the fighting cock. Um, no one will, because we're obviously the bollocks, aren't we? Uh, to get involved in this competition, all you need to do is go look at our, our, our pinned tweet on, on Twitter. It's right there right now. And just below it, you know, the tweet underneath... There's uh, a link to the game and uh, register and, and get involved. Top the first thousand people to do it, it is free. Hang Absolutely on, free. So anybody who's ahead of us gets the shirt, or just the top person, the best person, not everyone. Look at the fucking top. Oh, hang on, that sounds a bit. Yeah, too good. Too good to be true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely not too good to be true. But um, yeah, whoever's top that finishes above us will get. But, ain't, ain't but no you one. know what? If you've got Arsenal players in your in your team, then 
Well, I'll give it to the next lowest person. Yeah, you ain't getting it. Like it's a bit like the Spurs season ticket list. You ain't getting it. We'll work our way down that list and we'll get someone who's worthy. Yeah, Fair. So, Fair. yeah. absolutely. Um, it's the World Cup. I mean, for the first time, I'm more excited about this elite cup competition in terms of international football than I have been about any other Why? I don't I don't know I'm really really excited I'm really excited I, I feel like we're going to win the whole fucking lot too <laughs> I feel like the, the streets do you know what it is it's because it's been un- understated like wh- wherever you've you walk around there ain't flags flying around you might see one or two you go yeah. in supermarkets there's like a there's a few of like the, the tap that they produce you know yeah. like England flags on on um, strings and all that and the ones you put in the oh, car the bunting yeah the bunting sorry yeah but there's not much going around there's not there's not cars flying those little plastic shitty flags there's, there's none of that it doesn't feel like we're going into a major competition and I like it yeah I like that I don't want all that shit because every time we've had that in the past it's been 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 awful. It ends in tears. It does end in tears. How are you feeling about it, T? What, what what do you think? I think this is the most likable team I've had in, in a very long time. What do you mean? Um, well, there's no villains in the team as such. Well, I guess Harry Kane might be a villain for some, but by and large, there's no there's no real hate figure in in the team. Um, Gareth Southgate's saying all the right things in the media. The players are coming across very well. Our preparation. They played some good sides. I think they played um, Italy. I don't know if they played Brazil. Yeah. They played really decent sides and looked all right against them. Um, Germany away with one. Yes. Was that was that last year? It was last year. Kane and Vardy scored. Did uh, Dar score? He may have done, but Kane did that kind of Cruyff turn in, in a box. Was that last year? It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was the break in, in, in qualifying. Southgate was a manager. Yeah, Southgate was 100% manager. But yeah, no, I think the preparation's been, been really good. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm as old as the hills. I remember World Cups in years gone by where you've got people like, I don't know, Gerard Lampard, Gascoigne, um, people who carry the hopes of a nation on, on their back. But this time, it feels a bit more of a team effort. And obviously, Kane is the talisman, but it feels like in the squad, it's a bit more balanced this time. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, normally, like for when you're looking t- towards a... Any kind of uh, international tournament. We've always, uh, for me anyway, it's always been looking to uh, Lampard, Gerrard, whoever, Rooney, whatever, to, to get you through. And this time, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like. Although Harry Kane is like our talisman for for Spurs, and it'll be looked uh, looked upon for England. I don't feel like it's on his shoulders to deliver because of us. Maybe because other people don't don't feel like that um, he, he will deliver it or that have that trust in him because he's a, he's a Spurs player. I don't know. But um, it does feel like it, it's not a team of individuals. We, you know, the, the sum of our parts. It's like everyone together. Mm. Uh, and the thing is as well, I, I, oh, you, you'll probably quote me, I mean, quote me if I'm wrong, I probably will be wrong, but it's like one of, if not the, the youngest average aged young teams. It certainly feels like. At the World Cup. At the World Cup. Yeah, and um, for, for me, it's kind of like that. They they maybe not have that experience at international level, but they do all have the experience at Premier League level, and they all represent their clubs very well, and, that, and that's why they've been picked. And it's that surprise package of that you're young, and it's kind of I don't know in the in the in the 80th minute, like you, you, the old heads will like run it out to the corner and run the clock down. I can see Sterling or Rashford just, just think, fuck this, I'm going for it. <laughs> go on, lad, go on, have it! This, this, it's comparable to to Spurs, I think. So obviously we don't have Pochettino in charge of, of the England manager, and we do have Gareth Southgate. And maybe, hopefully, he's a better manager than we think 
and all the evidence suggests that he is. Yeah. He isn't. But, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where you, you're going into it and uh, previously I, I was looking at him thinking, you know, I don't want Lampard to do well. I don't want Gerrard to do well. I'm not, I'm not interested in fucking John Terry or Ashley Cole, no. Jack Wilshere. Now it's all Spurs. Yeah. You know, the, the, it could be when we play that, that first game against Tunisia, it could be that there's hot, more or less half of the out, uh, the outfield players are Tottenham and that's why I think I'm excited I think I'm part, <laughs> part of that Look, and, 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 and like going back to what you said about the youthful exuberance Rick uh, that smacks of Tottenham you know alright we don't go on and actually win things but no, this England team or any England team in, in the past 30 years is never going to go on and win things but if we get close enough to just taste a little bit then that would be enough yeah. for this. So I think that's where the expectation I mean, what is. Do you, what did you make of Tony Adams' interview? I think we've all probably seen that by now. Um, yeah. Says, you know, what did he say? Do these first players know how to win? Um, but in the past, in the England side, they've had double winners, they've had t- players that have won the treble, Champions League, and it doesn't make a difference. I think, you know, when I was a child, um, international football was, was king, but now I think it's fair to say, to say that club football is king. And... Mm. Um, Within the squad, there's not many I've won an awful lot, but I think that there's a certain siege mentality. I think the me the press that Sterling has got has kind of strengthened the team a little bit, yeah. put them all together. There's players putting out tweets about it. Um, You're talking about the vilification of him, yeah, you know, with the with the gun tattoo and, bullshit, and, all, and all the rest of it. So that's just the, 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 the that's the, the kind of straw that broke the camel's back, yeah. isn't it? But he's he's been um, reported on and and kind of goldfish bowled. For, for years you know to go into Poundland to, to buy some chewing gum and it says like multi-million footballer buying Poundland or he, get, he takes the easy jet flight and, yeah. takes it, and, and it's like multi-million and you're like if he if he gets first class you're like oh well he's, he, he's not in touch with the fans well, he's blushed out and bought his mum a bathroom that's cost hundreds of grand and they said oh you know look at him look at this flash footballer doing all that and mm. um, no I think the way that the, the way that the squad is coming across is, you know, it's, it's cool. I mean, maybe a week from now, and they've had a couple of games. I'll hate them all again. But. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think as well, like in previous seasons, where the, the media have vilified certain players, and everyone gets on that bandwagon, and it's like, yeah, they've done this, right? And you know, you, you get carried away with it. But this time around, it feels like us as a nation is actually logically and like. That tell you, you know, who gives a shit? Mm. And other things that come up, it's like we've kind of almost regrouped around Sterling, it, it feels like. And it feels like they vilified him first, and then the fans kind of backlash of, who gives a shit? We yeah. don't care. Why the fuck do you care? Yeah. And it's like, it almost feels like they've taken their foot off the pedal of him now, or they've at least realised that maybe you should be getting behind the team and maybe they will do better if they have our support. Like, fuck the media. Do you know what I mean? Fuck, fuck them. Fuck them all. Like, yeah. none, like I, I don't want to read a single news report when, when, when England smashed Tunisia 4-0. <laughs> right? Harry Kane scores a hat-trick. Deli Ali gets, a, gets one as well. Four sterling assists. I don't want to hear one cunt in newspaper say, Lions, fucking brave heroes. Fuck you lot. We don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I think oh, yeah. um, I was going to say um, what what's easy to forget is Alizade was the manager at the start of the qualifying campaign. You know, it seems like so long ago, mm. and if and I think I put a tweet out today or yesterday saying you know, if he was still our manager, where would we be? You know, we'll have Rooney still hanging around the team, Joe Hart, um, Walsh is still in the squad, mm. and I think when 
When Southgate first got the job, I thought, you know, this guy is quite soft. We're going to walk all over him. But he's got a bit of steeliness about him. You know, he binned off Wilshire. Binned, well, I think Rooney kind of jumped before he was pushed. Um, he, you know, he got rid of Joe Hart. He's been a fixture in the England team for the last seven, eight years. Mental Joe Hart, yeah. by the way. If and, he, do, do you remember that footage of, uh, of him at um, the last... It was the last World Cup, mm. where um, Pirlo hit that free kick against uh, England, England-Italy group game. Uh, Pirlo hit a free kick and it cannoned off the bar yeah. bounced behind and Joe Hart immediately went running around the post going where's the fucking ball where's the yeah, fucking yeah, ball screaming a six year old child whose only job is just to deliver the ball back and you know what he did it bloody well he did it as quickly as he was could that the, was that the Euros no it was a World Cup it was a World Cup yeah it was when Balotelli scored for Italy oh god yeah we lost 2-1 uh, yeah we did lose 2-1 and, and you know while I admire his passion there's a line, and it's good for a footballer, especially an, an adult footballer, to be able to bottle that passion somewhat yeah. and not scream at a child to give us the ball back. Uh, just a quick thing on uh, uh, Tony Adams. Like, you're welcome. Fuck you about us not, you know, our players not being winners. You're welcome to the half of that English team being from Tottenham. Like, you should be saying thank you, not fucking, not, not fucking digging them out for not winning anything. You know what I remember his very first tournament it was Euro eighty eight. England was one of the favourites for that competition and we lost all three games. And in the second game England played Holland and Van Batten got a hat trick against him and mugged him off for the entire game. Yeah, cheers That's my last in memory of him. Yeah. Cunt. Speaking of which, uh, what what's your earliest memories of a World Cup? The very earliest, T like your oldest fuck. Oh me, okay, so so it's obviously England 66. Um, <laughs> we drew against Uruguay at Wembley. Um, <laughs> good team back then. Yeah, of course. You know, good lad, you know. Um, the first one was Mexico 86. Jeez. And my first memory was, um, was Brazil, funnily enough. Um, Brazil played Spain and Brazil won 1-0. And Spain had a shot that hit the bar and went over the line. But it wasn't given. So um, that was a bit controversial. But my memories of, was of that World Cup, really. And... Um, with that World Cup, I had no prep. I didn't. I didn't really realise it was coming. I had all the stickers and everything. But I had no. I had no real comprehension of what the World Cup was. So that was the World Cup with the hand of God. Yes. Yeah. What do you was. think of that little fucking rat cunt? Oh, I don't know because <laughs> next day everyone tried to redo the hand. Every time someone did a handball by mistake, it was Maradona. That's what I'm talking about. And the second goal. And that's the problem with football. But it wasn't. Like, forget the second goal. But to me, the second goal doesn't exist. That never happened in football team. The um, cheating bit happened. I think. Like, let's fucking string this geezer up for what he is. It's a fucking rat cheat. I wasn't partisan back then, though. It was okay. weird. Because um, okay. as I'm watching, I didn't. As I said, I, was, I had no idea what the World Cup was. I had no real. I was nine years old, but I was just, you know, up in a playground just fucking about, you know, I'm not really thinking about football. Mm. And. Um, what were yeah. you doing? Like, what do you mean fucking about? Well, you're playing football, but. Oh. At this day and age, the Premier League is ubiquitous. Everyone from five, six years know who Harry Kane is. Indoctrinated, isn't it? Yeah, but when I was a child, I wouldn't have known who, I don't know, Brian Robson was, who was the best player at the time. I would, if I saw him, post him I, I don't know who he is because there's no football on TV. But yeah, the earliest memory was, was the 86 World Cup. Um, and I remember John Barnes coming on very late against, in the Argentina game. And he set up Lineker's first goal and he almost set up the winner. John Barnes, that, John Barnes assist for that goal yeah. and John Barnes was much derided as an England player because yeah, he was. did great work for, for Liverpool yeah. but that, that, that assist for, for Lineker in that game yeah. it was quality like he, he did the kind of work that you would expect from I don't even exist that left, the traditional left winger really yeah anymore. chalk on the boots type winger they were yeah. like, 10 a penny back he then. was so good John Barnes it, it was but that's my earliest memory of that, of that World Cup 
Um, which one was the Baggio miss? Oh, 94. 94 World yeah, Cup, yeah. That, that'd be my earliest memory. Um, that was played quite, quite late at night, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Well, it was in, it was in, the, US. It was in the States, though. Yeah, yeah. It? So uh, yeah. I remember, remember uh, <laughs> staying up for it. And I can't. Uh, do you know, at that time, I wasn't. Uh, I was into football, I was into Tottenham, and I kind of knew about results and stuff like that, and, you know, and. I was aware of it, but I wasn't kind of like well into that entrenched World Cup yeah. fever. But I remember watching that game mm. um, and, and knowing that. Like, and when he when he blazed it over, um, thinking that, that it must be awful <laughs> for him. But, but as a young kid, it's like not not really yeah, as he's saying, you know, partisan of like, Italy, not my country or whatever. But yeah. just remember thinking. Fuck, he's going to feel bad after that. Um, mine, mine was Platt versus versus Belgium. Belgium yeah. That that amazing uh, goal volley in uh, was it the last group game? Or was it no, second, was second round? Second round. Um, so there was that. Uh, but other than that, but international football generally is the first time I ever saw my dad pissed <laughs> in the Euros in '96. Uh, England had beaten Spain on penalties yeah. in the quarterfinals. Was it quarterfinals? Yeah, it was. Yeah, quarterfinals. And uh, he came back and he was fucking wasted. Like, wasted out. No, no, he, he just went around the pub. And, and he came back absolutely hammered. That, that's, that's kind of my lasting memory of, of uh, international football. But um, yeah, it would have been that plat volley. Uh, your favourite World Cup moment? Um. There's a tweet yesterday that someone listed a bunch of questions, and that's what kind of inspired me asking that one. Uh, Favourite World Cup moment? You know, I feel a bit treasonous saying this, but it's when Robbie Earl scored against Croatia for Jamaica because I was over the moon that the country my parents qualified for the World Cup, and I was really behind them to do well. And um, yeah, I think when Robbie Earl scored, that's probably my favourite memory. And also the Michael Owen goal against Argentina. That was special. Because um, he gets through, he's like, go on! Another person, go on, go on! And then the goal gets in the way, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off! <laughs> and then the keeper comes out and he chips it over and nonchalant the other. That, that World Cup has had two of my best memories. Yeah, I remember being a kid, on my, like lying on my, on my tummy in, in, the, on the, like in my front room, my dad around me, yeah. and then my, my brother's there. And, and I'm on, and do you know when, like, as a kid, it's like being at Christmas and you're just sitting on your, on your, on your elbows with, yeah. you know, lying on the floor and you're looking at the telly. It was the kind of stereotypical thing, and Owen had so much work to do, but he made it look so. I know there's like it was a huge amount of space. It was a counter attack that they had pushed forward. Ince won the ball, played it to Beckham. Beckham put the ball into Owen. Incredible first touch from the outside of the boot to yeah. create space for himself. But he had so much work to do. I mean, it's the kind of thing you'd see Brazil or or, or Spain of latter times, or yeah. you know, that isn't what England did. And we did it, and 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 I honestly think that that was probably the last great England performance in, in the World Cup, and we lost it, which is yeah, you know, apt. But if you look back, at it it was a, an absolutely incredible performance. Yeah, it was we, only Beckham that fucking really. We fucked the group up. That's why we played Argentina. If we got through the group properly, that like we were meant to, we would have had an easier draw. So we turned up playing Argentina, and they got knocked out against Holland anyway. They did. They did indeed. Um, What's yours? Have we? Oh, no, no, mine's Owen, Argentina. I just like same like Flav was as a kid watching it and him like his searing pace. Eighteen years old, yeah, like a child, and his small frame, searing pace, just going through them. And then um, 
the, the bit that always sticks in my mind is when he uh, put the ball in the back in there and he wheels away to the crowd and his arms yeah. are like shaking and I just, just remember thinking this is one of the best moments of football that I've ever seen and it stuck to me every, every time I watch that goal now I still have those goosebumps and I still have that smile as to say that is that's electric that game was fucking mental I mean obviously we dare not say his name now, but um, <laughs> but Judas had scored what we thought was a winning goal. Yeah, and he got yeah, disallowed. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, fucking going mental, because obviously yeah. he was our player and we loved him back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we sort of was, then we sort of, they almost counter-attacked and scored at the other end. Yeah. So that game just had everything. What would you think of this England side, though? I know mean, we talked about the youthful exuberance and we talked about, um, you know, what, what could potentially assist us through the group stages and in, in, into the second round and so on. But in your head, where do you visualise England finishing this this, this tournament? Um, I'd probably say, because you know you do those predictors and you also, you, look, you think, oh, we're going to finish here, we we'll do this, we we'll do that. I kind of, I see it like ending in the quarters. Um, I think we, you know, it's, it's going to be in the quarters. Is it Brazil or Germany? Germany? Yeah. I don't see us like getting through through those games. I don't know. Anything can happen, man. World Cup, and like you're saying, it's like a youthful side. It might be like dead to there is to do. Do you, do you remember? Go for it. Do you remember Germany's uh, team against England in 2010? Yeah, the Ozil game. Right. Yeah. That game when they destroyed us. Yeah. None of that. There was no real winners in that side. It was a very young German team, incredibly talented. I yeah, think the won. oldest player was Podolski. I think they'd won the under twenty ones the year before. Yeah. Right. And they and a lot of the generation came up. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a very young, it was a yeah. new generation of quality German footballers. That's us this time, lads. That's us this time. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take Brazil in the quarterfinal and we'll fuck them <laughs> and then we will eat them. <laughs> you look at the underage teams, you know, last, last summer. Uh, I think the under 20s won, the under 17s won, the under 18s won. So mm. may, may, maybe, maybe there's something in that. And Sessendon could have been a late shot for the squad. You know, it would have been That's interesting if he'd, have, if he'd have got youthful, uh, No fear, youthful exuberance. Bring them to us, put them on a dinner plate, and we will eat them and then fuck them. I, I would like to think. I, I, I hope that. Uh, <laughs> I hope we do that too. I hope that Southgate is brave in his selections and he's not afraid to drop anyone, including Harry Kane, if, if he feels he needs to. If he feels that Vardy is someone who'd be useful against, you know, in the counter attack, we don't have much of the ball. If he's brave enough to make the decisions, we can go, we can go really far. It, I, I still think quarters at best, second round for me. Right. If you're in a pub, right, and you're watching a game, England versus, I don't know, whoever, and Southgate has the gall to bring off Harry Kane, no matter how bad he's been the entire tournament, what, what goes through your head? What goes through my head is, who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Who the yeah. fuck are you? Who do you think you are? Who you think you are? Yeah? Of Southgate taking off Harry Kane, taking off Harry Kane. Who the fuck? You fucking ruined you and '96. You cunt. Yeah, what have you, you done? You? What have you, you know what you're famous for? A pizza hut advert. You yeah, fucking prick. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so just be prepared, yeah. Gareth, if you listen <laughs> yeah. to this. Take off Harry Kane. At your peril. At your fucking barrel. Because we'll remind you about Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would. Uh, I, d- I don't know. Like, I d- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah, I would be like. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine the whole pub just going? 
think you are? I think the, ma- the majority of the, pu- the pub would be like, oh, Harry Kane, mm. take him off, no good, whatever. But for me, he's a Spurs fan, uh, watching him for, throughout uh, you know, his career. He's one of those players that he, he will get that chance and he'll bury it. It doesn't matter if he's been playing shit for a fucking 80 minutes. Well, yeah. That's, that's you, a slight you, 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 you give him that chance and that man is going to gobble. That's a slight concern I have over him. I mean, he recovered from his injury that he had last season and it doesn't feel like he's back to quite top form. Is it? It's no, like he's just no. kind of throwing it in. Even the goal against, Argent- against Nigeria that went under the keeper, it was intentional. I think he knew where he wanted to put the ball. But it doesn't seem to have that sharpness yet. So maybe the rocker becomes alive. I remember, you know, back in 86, Lindica broke his arm a couple of months before the tournament and he had that armband. Yeah, Maybe it's one of those where he didn't score. For, I think Lindica didn't score in nine games before he scored against Poland. So it might be, well, obviously Kane's scoring now. But maybe this, this is maybe Kane just has a glut of gold in this competition and becomes top top man. Is there something like about like the not, like England fans or the media are not showing the, the due respect and the fact that we're going into this tournament with the best striker in the world. Well, I think are they throwing shade here. If, well, if, if, it feels like a bit, but like we should I be th- celebrating think, this, and no one really is even recognising. I think the claim of that goal has kind of yeah. divided people a lot. Initially, I found it funny. Then I just thought, everyone else was fucking now. I think, well, maybe shouldn't. Have. Now, I kind of, I'm almost out of position. Now. I think maybe shouldn't have. Claimed it, kind of thing. Nah, but claim it, claim it, claim more, claim them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, like Pokemon. But yeah, I think um, I think that's probably affected um, people's opinions of him. I don't know if it's hard to really gauge a feeling of the kind. I don't think people are necessarily negative. Well, obviously, there's people who are positive, but it's probably a bit of a meme in itself. Saying we're going to win the World Cup, we're going to smash everyone up. It's hard to really gauge. Normally, people. To be fair, in the last. Last twelve years or so, everyone's been fairly negative. Yeah, and the Rockers I'm not just been like, oh, we're going to do fuck all anyway. Who cares? Yeah, I think the Euros of two thousand and four for me was the point at which people just said fuck England. For me, yeah. I think when we lost to Portugal and Penders, I think even the World Cup in those six, people are like, who gives a shit? You know. And you're, but you're, so you're like, T, you're uh, 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 of everybody I know. You're like most behind England of, of taking an interest in. England. I had been, yeah. <laughs> What happened? I just kind of... The apathy just took over me. I think um, Hodgson, being the manager, just thought, I don't want to get behind this. Was it it Brexit? Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit. We've got a good question. What's what's the question? Trunk said, uh, which member of the England squad do you think is hard Brexit? I mean, it's obviously... Everyone's going to obviously say Vardy. Yeah, Jamie Vardy 100% is. uh, I think you need to probably go for... Go a little bit more left field, I think. Before before that, can I... I just wanted to say something about Vardy. Vardy, if he wasn't a footballer, he'd definitely be in Magaluf this summer mm. with uh, one of those bags, little kind of man bags on the side, yeah. but no top on. Yeah. Yeah, and he'd have swimming shorts and a pair of flip-flops. Yeah. Just out there railing Sharon from uh, Leon C. You don't think yeah. he'd be selling balloons? He'd be selling balloons yeah. uh, in the nighttime. I'm talking about his daytime oh, activities. Yeah, Daytime activities with that bucket hat as well. Bucket hat, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and what? No, I, I think he, no. Actually, I, I was thinking about one of them hats with the the little like drinks on the side. Oh, I okay, yeah. I think yeah, he, he, he he'd, he'd think that was muggy. Yeah, I yeah. think he'd be more like selling drink coupons to nightclubs later on, or, yeah. or, or tours like to a lo- local club. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Go on, love. Get get on this. 
Yeah, definitely. I can see that, but well, other Brexit voters, and uh, not so like we're not we're not talking about um, you know this isn't a political thing we're talk- doing now. We're just looking at the England squad and thinking who who voted hard right, wants hard right, hard Brexit. Can I say Kieran Trippier? Uh, do you know what? I was literally about to say Trips as well. I'm a nun for the fact that. He, he has no idea what Brexit is. He probably thinks it's like some kind of... I, I, I don't know. He, he's heard the word. Someone says, vote this, and, and he's done it because uh, Uncle Joe's told him to. What do you reckon, T? The humorous thing of Trippier is that um, no-one realises that he's mixed race. People just think he's not. What's that guy doing here? No, but I'm saying that some of the mixed race might be less likely to, to vote. Oh, I reckon he would. I reckon he would for the reasons that Ricky said. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't seem very smart. Is yeah. he mixed race in the way that Logic's mixed race and he has to talk about it all the time? Um, Logic the rapper. Well, he never talks about it, does he? So. Logic? No, I'm talking about Trippier. Well, I'm just, yeah, no. I don't know if Trippier even realises, he just doesn't... You know, <laughs> <can't even> <laughs> he's he walks in at home and his dad's sitting there and it's like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, shit, sorry, all right, Dad. <laughs> I reckon, um, I mean, neither of you two like basketball, but there's a player called J.R. Smith who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, yeah, that's a, that's the other a niche day, reference. The other day in the NBA... Deliver it, Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a bit of context. Go on. The other day in the NBA final, he didn't realise that his team were losing. He thought they were drawing. So oh, it's oh, him. So you've all heard that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Broncos and yeah. like, He's, he's known for liking a drink and, you know, maybe maybe getting high and stuff like that. I reckon... Um, My guy. I reckon Trippi is probably a little bit like that. I just doesn't know what's going on. Mm. You know, like, um, who you're playing against today, I don't even know. Just fucking, just, just pick me and I'll see what I do. So we're agreed, hard Brexit for trips. Yeah, um, yeah I think trips is it, yeah. We've got Jamie Vardy. Can I throw a left field shout in? Oh, go on. Um, Danny Rose. I reckon he's a, bit, he's a bit down the line, isn't he? Yeah, I reckon he did just for a fuck, because yeah, he yeah, fucking yeah. hates everyone. So my favourite thing about Danny Rose is, um, is uh, the fact that he... he I, I don't think he just gives a shit about anything, which I can kind of resonate yeah, like like fuck Spurs fans, like fuck everybody. Like I needed to get away from Tottenham and England was my salvation. Do you know what? Right, fair play if that's the truth. Fair fucking. Play. I don't think he thinks about consequences. I mean, it's been I've seen it said that you know he's not taking responsibility for the stuff he's said and done. But maybe um, and that is that is maybe being a bit. Um, I don't know the word is conniving. As such, being you know being a bit tactical with the stuff he's saying, but. I think it's a bit too simple. It's not simple, but he just, it just, it just says what he thinks. I think he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, and, that, and, that, and that's admirable. He's like, so, all right, look, you know, some Spurs fans are going to get upset about this, but so what? This is the fucking truth. Maybe. He doesn't owe... It, he doesn't really owe anyone anything. He's a professional footballer doing a job for the club that employs him. He doesn't think about as in... You know, there's some footballers who you do, you know what... I'm going to have, I don't know, Spurs tiles in my house and I'll die for the club, blah, blah, blah. And Rose is like, you know what, this club employs me, I'm going to do my best for them. If, as soon as I put the shirt on, I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to eulogise and say, you know, yeah. I'm not following the footsteps of Hoddle, of Mackay, blah, blah. It's like, you know what, I've employed by Spurs, this is my life, this is what I think, you know. I'm going through a bit of depression, this happened, and the interview, well, I can't say too much, so I'll probably get fined again. Mm. He's just been honest and candid. What do we want from our I would, I would, if, if I was Danny Rose and I, I, like I was going out on the pitch at Spurs, I would, like, you lot laughed when you, they gave me a contract. If I was Danny Rose, yeah. you lot laughed. You laughed. I saw the social media tweets. You said, what the fuck are you doing? And now you want to celebrate me and now you want to have a dig at me because I want to leave. But the, back when I wasn't performing, you lot laughed at me. Like, what, what the fuck do you want? 
It's not. It's not two-way loyalty, and anyone's got to admit that. I mean, if Harry Kane plays 38 league games next season and scores five goals, and a piece of trick the season after, he will tend to fuck off. Yeah, it's life. Yeah, it's life. So when, so, so when, so when, so when that can happen, then you can't get upset when a player's like, well. I don't want to play for you anymore. Unless they're going to do, unless they do a Judas, which is fucking the extreme. Yeah. As long as you're just realistic about it all. I mean, we're only we're as loyal to players as, as you know as per their form. Uh, who in the England squad is most likely to have a hashtag free Tommy tattoo? And that's from Ross H. from 1983 on Twitter. And it's definitely party again. Party <laughs> again. I mean, what kind um, of fucking sport and club? And sorry, a national team are we are we in? When we're like, we know. We know he's like BMP. Yeah. We know it. The irony is he's probably the, he's probably the most liberal president in the entire squad. Is he? No, 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 he probably how, is. How can it be funny? Because he'd probably be someone like, I don't know, Dyer, who's been raised in another country, because speaks another language, yeah. you know, he's well-travelled. Someone like him probably thinks, you know what, fuck the poor. Yeah. You know what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Tory and all the rest of it, and fuck it, Tommy Robinson has been wronged. You know, he wants to shut down the gangs and fuck it, we'll get a tattoo of him. Yeah. I can see Dyer doing it. Dyer, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, in, like I'd, I'd respect his values there. They've gone a bit political. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't agree with them, but, you know, in, in, in a society that has free speech, then, you know, fuck it, whatever. My problem with Vardy isn't the way he thinks and the way his brain works and whether or not he hates ethnic minorities. Well, he did a racism, so there is that. He did, but I don't hate him for that. I hate him for the fact that he puts Skittles in Red Bull before he goes out and uh, for his training or whatever it is. Does he still do that? Did that, he do that back in the day? That is the that is the behaviour of a very suspect human being. <laughs> we can't pin the hopes of a nation on a man who eats Skittles and Red Bull before going to, going to the game. I get it served him well. If served him well at Fleetwood, right? I understand that. I understand that. He, he he might have done him well at Leicester when they won the league, and he done eight, 11 games on the bounce. Scoring goals, I understand that as well. But this is my fucking country you're representing. And you're not putting fucking skittles in a Red Bull before you go on the pitch. <laughs> he totally did. He's, that's he's fucking bungs about. He's bungs. He's, he's shoving skittles about down his gob right now, Ricky. Who do you think you are? Who the fuck? This is England. Who do you think we're talking you are? about oh, skittles. Right. What do you think you are? Fucking skittles and Red Bull, you dirty fucking prick. I did not Do you know, know what I mean, Rick? No, yeah, no, I didn't know either. It's not, it's not on, no, is it? it's not on. It ain't on. Disgusting. It is a fucking dirty little pig. You can say say whatever you want about anybody. I find that like, we, live, we live in a world where free, spe- free speech is an acceptable thing. But you put Skittles in a Red Bull around me, I'm going to fucking flip, up, flip yeah, the table. It's disgusting. Okay. We've got, now we've got an interview with Paul Robinson. Have it. He was so nice. Uh, I, know, um, I knew. I know, he's your favourite player. Yeah, 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 I love. I fucking love, love Robbo. Yeah, I love him so much. I know. I'd love. I'd love. I'd, I don't. I, you know when it's like um, one of those people like you would never get be phased of famous people. Oh, that's blah. Yeah, whatever. Alan Partridge, shrug. Yeah. Robbo, I, I, I would be this kind of uh, yeah calamitous kind of like he, he he's a giant as well he really is I met him uh, yeah he was there with me yeah, was there, yeah. yeah he, he's a big big man but friendly Yorkshire like a lovely Yorkshire oh. lad lovely good lovely good no no grace he's a lovely guy yes he's sound as a pound uh, and, and that's what you're going to hear right now so we're joined by none other than Paul Robinson obviously England's number one for many years but more importantly uh, Tottenham legend how you doing Paul thanks for coming on thank you thank you for having me 
Um, so obviously we're on the brink of, of, of another World Cup this time in Russia. Um, I'm 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 excited about it. I'm actually re- looking forward to to seeing what we can do. Where where are you at currently? Do you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to it very much as an England fan, and I think there is a, a realistic expectation. In the past years, I think we've you know we've overhyped the England team, um, but now I think we can see what's actually going on. I think we've got young players, we've got players in form, I think we've got talented players, we've got youth, we've got strength. The the ability of the squad isn't in question. Uh, the system's looking like it's coming together, and the squad excites me for the next European Championships and for the next World Cup. If we keep this squad together, use this squad to learn from you know this work of learn how to play tournament football see how far you get you know don't have any weight of expectation on them let them play and I think it's a young youthful squad that can play freely without any kind of weight of expectation on the shoulders it's, it's an exciting time for England yeah on that so, so, so the youth um, there, there, there was for a long time a kind of seemingly an issue around senior football players when they're playing for England um, sort of struggling somewhat under the pressure of, of, of representing the country I don't know whether that was something that was conjured by the press or existed or was even real at all as, as a player who's been there um, was that pressure real and is it something that the that, that England fans need to worry about at all? I think when pressure playing for England you know the weight of expectation England expects and rightly so you're the best players in the country and you, you're selected for a reason you know that the press can overhype things and they can it's, it's difficult because when you're a player and you're put in a situation and you're, you're doing an interview and you're asked how do you think you're going to get on in the World Cup, you as a player, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, well, I think we'll do all right, we'll get through to the last 16 or we might get to the semi-final. You, you go in there to win it, you want to win it. And my generation, you know, in 2006, we were so, the so-called golden generation. Um, you know, the, the Lampards, the Gerrards, the Beckham, and we, we were, you know, we were touted as future world champions. And the weight of expectation that we had is it's something that you have to deal with as an England player. Um, but, you know, I think, as I said before, I think there's a, a realistic expectation and an excitement with the current squad that we've got. Uh, the squad includes five Tottenham players, um, Trippier, Rose, Dyer, Ali and Kane. Um, how important do you think the, these players are to the success of England at this World Cup? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the, the lads at Spurs have had a great season again this year. I think Harry Kane's carrying the mantle for England up front. You know, been, for me, he's correctly named the captain. Um, I think somebody like him, who leads not only on the pitch, but with his, his performances in training, um, day in and day out, he's, he's a leader. And I think for, for him to be named captain is a brilliant honour for him. And I think, you know, the, the other Spurs, I think Danny Rose has done very, very well. Um, I think he could just oust Ashley Young for the, for the left-hand side position. Um, and, you know, there's, there's not just the England boys as well. You look across the whole Spurs squad, there's a lot of boys spread throughout the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Trippier, for me, is the most surprising one. Um, he, he kind of has his limitations, but he's very good at, at the few things. The few things that he does really well, he's brilliant at if that makes any sense. Um, he, he can't go past players so much, but his distribution, his, his football, uh, his, his pass selections is very good. And it looks like he might start if we play three at the black back and Walker starts on that right-hand right side of the three. I think it's incredible. I really, I really like him. And I think you can see that the way that he's rated at the club, the fact that they let Kyle Walker go and didn't go out and replace him straight away and, and Trips has played. You know, I was at Burnley and I know he was very, very highly thought of there. And he's, he's a good lad off the pitch as well. So I'm delighted to see him there. And I think you're right, he could well start on the right-hand side. 
Do you think there's any issue though that these England, uh, sorry, these Tottenham players haven't won anything, and, and you need that winning mentality to go far in the in the World Cup? I don't think there's an issue with winning mentality at all. No, I think the Tottenham team are used to winning. They might not have won trophies, but they're a, they're a team that are in you know in the top three or four of the league constantly. They're used to winning football matches. Trophies for Tottenham will come in time. You can see that the way the team is growing, the way the squad's growing, moving into the new stadium, that the trophies will follow. Uh, I don't think that the winning mentality is a problem with playing the international team now. Uh, and what do you make of, of the goalkeepers? Obviously, it's a selection of three young young goalkeepers, um, ones that perhaps don't have the experience at international level. Obviously, Joe Hart was never really going to make it and it looks like Pickford will start. What, what What's your opinion of those that have gone? It's, it's catch-22 as a goalkeeper. Um, you say you're too young, you're inexperienced. How do you get experience if you don't play? Um, and for me, Gareth's gone way into what he's done through the rest of the squad. He's picked players that were on form and at the top of the game at the, at the time the squad was announced. Uh, there was an argument to put Joe in uh, who's three inexperienced goalkeepers maybe have an old head around the place somebody with you know 70 odd caps who can pass his knowledge on to the younger players but fair play to the manager he's stuck with his policy and he's picked three goalkeepers that are in form yeah I mean Jordan's only got two or three caps um, Butland not much more and Pope who got his first one the other night but he's obviously very confident in his group and I think he's made the right selection for me uh, regardless of who was in the squad Pickford's number one I think he's had a great season. I think he's uh, his shot stop and his distribution, and you know, for his age, he's, he's matured very, very quickly. Especially going to a club like Everton, he had a difficult start to the season, playing behind a team that wasn't playing too well. And I think he showed his quality and his maturity by his performances throughout the season. I mean, he won Young Player of the Year, Player of the Year, and Players Player of the Year at Everton. So that says a lot about him. So you mentioned about having Hart in there just for experience. Obviously, the third choice goalkeeper in there isn't likely to play a game, so. When a pro footballer says, you know, he should be there in experience or it might be useful, what, what does that mean? What, what role do they play inside the camp? You have to be a certain person to be able to do it. You, you, you're kind of a mentor. Um, you know, there's, there's certain older pros that wouldn't want that role. I mean, if if I was the manager and I wanted an older experienced pro as a number three, I'd have to have the conversation with him and say, look, this is going to be your role. Are you willing to do that role? Because a player that's put in a, a role that is, is away for four or five weeks, he's not getting anywhere near the team and he's, he's already played 70 odd times for the country, you might turn around and go, do you know what, that's not for me and he might not be worth having around the dressing room. I'm not saying that that's what Joe would do. I mean, for me, when I retired from international football, I didn't want to travel the world in a number three goalkeeper where I'd be sat in the stand watching football all the time. So it depends what type of person that you get. Um, and as my career finished, I was at Burnley and I kind of mentored Tom Heaton a little bit. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that role because I accepted where I was in my career. But at the time, if you're in the squad and you think you should be playing, you know, it's, it's, it could be a difficult problem for the manager. And... It- if you can, can you describe what it's like to walk out wearing the Free Lions at a major tournament? What, what that feeling is like and what goes through your head? It's, it's kind of a surreal feeling. I think it's when the national anthem comes the first time. Um, but you see in the warm, you see the amount of England fans. I mean, England fans only get allocated so many tickets. But every single game we played in the World Cup, it was like a home game. We had three quarters of the stadium. The fans seem to get into the stadium. The passion and, you know, when the national anthem plays, it was quite emotional. It was almost, you know, it was almost like a tear, tear moment, you know, welling up a little bit. And you can feel, I think, the first game we had the national anthem, we all, all arms around each other. And you're all hugging each other tight and, like, you know, giving the old confidence, come on, we can do this type of thing. It's, 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 it's kind of a surreal experience, but one that I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, 
And and finally, what what's realistically where where can England finish in this tournament? How how well can we do? What do you see? I think England will get out of the group um, without a shadow of a doubt. They'll get out of the group, and then you're relying on who finishes top or second in the other group. I think looking at Group H, I think they will qualify past the last sixteen to the quarterfinals, and then you're in you know you're in knockout football. Who knows? I mean. England team on their day can beat anybody. I think a good tournament for England is a semi-final, you know, semi-final appearance with a very good performance. But who's to say they, they can't win it? I'm not going to sit here and say England can win it. I think they will realistically possibly get to the semi-finals. Amazing. I, th- I think so. I think that's something I can I can visualise in my head. I think we, there was so much pessimism when Southgate came in that... Um, that that's kind of dissipated somewhat, and the, uh, and there's a massive feeling of optimism going into this, and I really do think that we're going to surprise a few people, and I'd take a quarter final or semi final now for sure. Uh, one final thing, um, you're an ambassador for Fansbet, Fansbet are supporting the Fighting Cock. Thank you very much for that. But um, just, just could you tell us just why uh, Fansbet are, are different from other bookies? I think for me, it's about ultimately about giving back to uh, the supporters of football clubs, and why you perhaps got involved. Well, you've hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it's a betting company that gives back to supporters, and that's the only reason that I'm involved. We're not trying to create uh, an environment to that uh, encourages new people, uh, new gamblers. We're trying to create a different place for current gamblers to gamble in that rewards supporters. And the important thing for me is the supporters. Every club that I've been at, Tottenham probably the most, the relationship they had with the supporters has been unbelievable. So when they came to me with this concept and said, what do you think? My first question was, well, that's too good to be true. Well, it actually isn't. They're highlighting the, 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 the mark of what the bookmakers can make by running the business and giving half of the profits back to supporters. So it's, it's a genuine concept that, you know, it creates a different environment and a safety net, if you like, for knowing that 50% of your lost bet will go back to Tottenham Hotspur supporters. Thank you very much, Paul. And Cheers, Paul. Cheers, Robert. Pass on, Robbie. I feel like it's going to be a good loving relationship long long term loving relationship with fans bet I hope so I really hope so so. I hope so on that note uh, we've got a question uh, from the real John Bass and he says you're in an England uh, World Cup squad and you come back to your hotel room with a girl she's desperate for a freeway I mean he's desperate for a freeway what what people walk around this earth going on desperate for a threesome Free spirits. Yeah, God, God bless them. Um, who out of the squad, the England squad, would you pick to get involved and not snitch on you afterwards? Oh, I think Daniel Rose is quite a principled guy. But yeah. I think if we, if you swore to secrecy, he'd. But I also think I if you, I don't think he'd get involved. Yeah, there is that, but, isn't there? Yeah, but I, I think that if if you if if a journalist asks him a straight up question, he give a straight up answer. Yes, I was there, and we did it. So I'd be worried about Dave Rose. Yeah, yeah, I'd be worried about Rose. <laughs> John, I, I'd chuck a John Stones in there. Didn't he get? Didn't he cheat in a girl and got a tattoo of her after? Right, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Try and prove Let's that. remove John John Stones from that that, that, that equation then. Yeah, that's the I'm kind of. Uh, I wouldn't have Deli Ali. Uh, Harry Kane, I think he'd be worried so much about his relationship, his long-standing good relationship, yeah. that he'd be a, a sound bloke. In um. I think De- I think Delhi would keep it secret, but you know, like a, when someone says like those those obvious jokes of what you've done, and people would 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 work out what, you, what you're talking about. Mm. He wouldn't actually say it and come out of it, but he'd be like, uh, he'd be dropping like uh, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah what like that, that that time that we went freeze up 
on those Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> Deli man, you're making it bait. Yeah, Don't do this. Bait. Don't. Oh, well, so, are we uh, agreed on Harry Kane. No, he, he wouldn't. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he'd do it. doesn't matter if he'd, he'd do it. It's just saying, who could you choose? Like, who, who's your ideal? It's like a fantasy. It's not actually well, real, Rick. It's not going to happen. I'd be Danny Rose. Danny Rose, right. You're saying who? Harry Kane or? No, I think I might go for... Bertrand. Mark, Kyle. Bertrand there in the squad. Kyle, I think we'll have thought... Kyle Walker. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he might be... He might be oh, one of the keeper, one of the keepers. Say fans, Nick Pope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's quite well hung. So it, it, is. Is that? it might, it might embarrass. I, do, do you uh, not imagine I, I all goalkeepers know. be really well hung? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, too, yeah, just yeah. like the, like a truncheon flapping about the place as they yeah. try and dive. Yeah, exactly. Just okay. Get in the way. Let's move on. Uh, Kane, Kane signed a new contract at Tottenham. Big news in it for us. He did. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, the that, announcement came a bit left field, though, didn't it? I didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, no, no, and it, it seems like uh, Deli Ali and Ericsson also come in as well for the, 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 you know, the. Apparently, they've already signed deals, just waiting to kind of stretch it out throughout the summer to kind of placate the fact that we're not going to buy anyone. Um, but is it good for England that Kane signed a new contract before the World Cup? You know, that isn't a part of his what, what he's thinking about his future. Yeah, because he could have held out till after the World Cup and see what he did at the World Cup and then analyse his options. Mm. So he could have. So it's that. almost like he's 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 kind of bought into Tottenham. He's secure about his future. He's just going into the World Cup only thinking about one thing. Well, I think Potsdam first kind of helped. Mm. I'd say. Who is it? Uh, Sterling it had a, a contract dispute with, well, not dispute, but they're, they're kind of loggerheads at the moment with the, his new contract at Man City. He's got two years left to go. I think it was parity with De Bruyne. Which is a big ask, because as, as good as Sterling is, I'd rather have Kevin De Bruyne in that England team than, 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 than Sterling, as, as good as he is. Um, but he's talking about he'll, he'll revisit that contract discussion after the World Cup. I think the good thing about England's talisman and Spurs' talisman in Harry Kane is that he's signed that contract. He goes into the tournament only thinking about one thing, and that's scoring as many goals as he can to to lift us the uh, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So go on, Nick. No, I think um, when you've got someone like like Harry Kane, especially for us as well, that it, there isn't that. Um, that bit in your mind that is thinking that is that kind of strategy if I score X amount of goals or assists or perform well then maybe I can better myself doing something else for, for, for another club so that's that's not going to be in the back of his mind it's, it's always going to be about that um, just doing well for myself and for, for, for my country mm. so that is that's, that's a great thing for, for England and, and for Spurs fans I mean, like with Sterling, if he does well at the World Cup, it gives him, uh, you know, uh, better bartering options for, for himself as to say, I've, I've done it for my club, done it for my country, you, you've, you've now got to pay up. But that also can weigh on your mind if you... It's like, I don't know, him thinking in the back of his mind that I have to take that extra person on to show that I am the best. Mm. And that could be detriment to England. Or, you know, it doesn't have, even have to be Sterling, it could be anyone. Um, so it, it's, it's a difficult one, but the thing is, it's, it's not just England. There are so many players at this World Cup that will want to be performing out of their skin so that they can get this lucrative deal to Serie A, to La Liga, to fucking Premier League or whatever. And it is this, this, this you know, this world exhibition of 
Who's got what? What can I do? It what feels, can I get? It feels like all of the England players, certainly the first eleven, are kind of playing into a situation where the, the, the great performance in this in this tournament really does catapult. Like you, we talked about the golden generation of England a, a little bit previously, where you had Lampard, Gerrard, Terry, um, Carragher, you know, Gary Neville, um, Shearer. No, no, hang on, I'm getting mixed up, mixed up here. Well, Rooney, Rooney, um, Beckham, Beckham. Yeah, so you, you had these that incredible first eleven, but they'd all done it. They'd nothing to prove, and I think what helps England in this tournament is that all of those players have got everything to prove. Like Kane has proven it on the domestic scene, but he's never done it on a major tournament. He's only had one opportunity to be fair in, in the Euros, and he was ridiculed for that. Yeah, and he came back stronger. I think even our best player in Harry Kane has something to prove here, and that's only a good thing. Like the the, the talk about Deli Ali isn't his incredible talent and his incredible potential. It's about whether or not his temperament will be kept in check, and he's had to address questions of saying, you know, don't worry, I'll be fine. Instead of talking about what actual value he adds to a national team, I think all of them, all the players, have something to prove. And I'm not, and if, if that was just something to prove to the press, it wouldn't be enough. I proved to the fans it wouldn't be enough. They've also got this opportunity to catapult them into superstars in the world scene. Mm. You know, you, you, you want to move to Real Madrid if you're Sterling or, uh, or um, uh, you know, Deli Ali or Harry Kane. They want, they want to get, you know, you know to, to move into the upper echelons of, of world footballers performing on an international level. Um, is, is where you have to do it and I think they all want, want to I mean well, even, sorry well, even in this day and age it's not, it may not even be about the club that you that you, you aspire to I don't know one that you play for it's also to do with uh, you know personal brands sponsorships like if you do this amount then you, you could be an ambassador for Adidas or for Nike or whatever and that, that, those extra bits of you know income and that exposure might help you get to that to to, to wherever you want to get to. So it's it's really important it's it's really important for them to. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's it's really important. It's really important for them. For, I've lost my train of thought. That's because T did like a little sideways burp. It's being polite away from the mic. T, what did you say? Um, I mean, what you said about the players have a lot to prove. No one knows what starting eleven is going to be. Um, there's probably. 15, 16 players in that squad if they can start a game. Um, Kane being the captain probably guaranteed a starting spot. Um, Pickford, I suppose, would be guaranteed a starting spot. Maybe Carl Walker. Outside of that, there's players who are fighting for their places. Um, Deli Ali might not start. Lingard is in a, does well for England. Um, you've got, I mean, Rashford Ginger, so that probably helps Kane a little bit as well. Um, Sterling might not start. So there's a bunch of players hungry who may not know that they're going to start. So... I think that helps us in a way that that no one's nailed on to start. So back in so in years gone by, we could name the starting eleven before the game starts, and in a way that wasn't beneficial because we got maybe six, seven players. You know, they're not going to get a single minute of tournament time. So there's what's the fucking point of me being there? Mm. Um, have you done the office week, week? The Marcus isn't having one. So oh, I'm not Jesus. done it. I saw you one on Instagram Mate, story, and you got you deep it well. Get the fuck out of that office! Oh, I know, I know. What can I say? Rick, have you done one? Nah. What the fuck's going on? Do they, uh, not, do they not care? Well, someone, someone said to me, do you want to join our sweet steak? I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> right, okay. Who's the king? Yeah, all right. I, I did one. Yeah. I did, I did uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Who's good? Get? Argentina. 
not bad. It's not bad. Well, he's messy. Yeah, he, not bad at all. He's big words. Uh, Aguero. Yeah. I don't think he'd even start a game. That's so good. Yeah. That's a good one. I think we can go out and all on all all on the um, you, you, Falklands bandwagon. You got your Dybala hype train though. Oh, He's loving, didn't you? What's a lad? Yeah, they've, they've got quite a, um, should we say, an, an aging squad. I think. Right, don't worry about it. So it's already eighty-four. <laughs> said it's an office sweepstake. I arranged myself. I've fucking drawn Iran. Oh. Uh, is master masturbation the only way to get me through my feeling of total total de- 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 dejection? Um, if you're, if, I mean, if masturbation is the way that, that gets you through any bad situation, um, I think you need to look at yourself. Well, it does help. Just kind of, you know, clear the mind of, on, any, of, of, of any um, When's it residual anger. When's it helped you especially? Residual anger, right? Well, you yeah. know, when I, every time I do it helps. Do you, do, it helps with what? You know, you the deal with your anger? Yeah, or maybe <laughs> not getting much sex or whatever. You release just stress. Of, yeah. It's a, it's a release, isn't it? It's a bit like when you take a pull of a cigarette. The pull, I mean, it's not so much the act of the nicotine, it's the act of breathing it in. And yeah, the habit. So, yeah. so, the, so, the, so the whole act of jizzing yeah. is a way of just kind of... Ejecting releasing. the poison. Yeah. <laughs> ejecting the poison, po- ejecting in venom. You get the poison yeah, out. Yeah, get the poison out. <laughs> get the venom out. But then you've got, you, you got to kind of think, you know, you might have had an England rock up with a footballer in that tissue or in your hands. Oh, shut up. These are the seconds I'm here. Why are you all... <laughs> <laughs> so while you're just like flippantly banging one out, what you don't know is there a future World Cup winner in that jizz. Exactly. And, and, and for your cheap little thrill, you 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 selfish pig, you've jizzed. You flushed our chances down the toilet. You, you undoubtedly, you, team, you flushed England's future chances down the toilet. Exactly. Thirty years from now, you like if only you'd not just touched your todger. You know, it could have even been one of the greatest people in history. Could have been a politician or a revolutionary. Is it not terrifying the fact that like Albert Einstein, fucking Luther, uh, Martin Luther King, it could have been a wank. Is exactly. that not? Yeah. Oh, Harry Kane could have been a wank. It could have been a wank. Exactly. <laughs> they missed the mother I wanted to know that night, and you know, yeah. it could have been a swallow. Harry Kane could have been a wank. Yeah, it's bad. That's that's. I mean, that's the name of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Could have been a wank, yeah. Harry Kane could have been a wank. <laughs> I like that. Um, you know, I get where you're coming from. And, like, like how, how often? How often are you doing it, Rick? What? what you, how often are you knocking one out? Oh, mate, these days, rare. Rare? Yeah, rare, man. I've got, like, got fucking chicks in the house all the time. I know. Two little girls and my missus. No, no, no. Would it matter if your missus caught you? No, but I, I can't. I wouldn't be able to to arrive if I know there's people in the house. What, they're always in my house. And what, and what if what if you caught your missus knocking one out? I'd be angry because I'd <laughs> because I'd be like, well, I, 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 I could be doing this for you. Yeah, but it's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's different, but still. Do you be angry if you caught your missus? Well, I'd be a bit, a bit annoyed. I'd be annoyed. Would you really? Yeah, I'd like you know you, you've wasted that because I could have. Wasted, but it's not like men. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I looked across the tea then, and just a sharp intake of breath. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe four or five times a week. My guy, 
Is it? Yeah. For real? I don't watch it. Yeah. I've got to be honest, Shit, I, don't, I watch much less porn than I used to. Mindies. No, 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 I, no I, I don't like. I sort of save it up for misses. Is it? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It's not like I, I, I just don't think about it that much. Since well, it's like something about mother. Mary, though. If you have a wank before a day before you see you're kind of free of that. Of that pain yeah, but you've energy. also got less energy, so you're less alert. I don't know. If I not, no, I don't know. I, I'm not one out. I'm less. I'm, I'm not as good at work. So obviously, you wouldn't have a shag or have a wank before you play football, then. What, like a five-a-side? Well, definitely you have a shag. No, Power League. Relatively. Power League. I'm definitely... I've had a power wank before my Power League. I wouldn't... I, I, Useless. I, honestly, I, I probably wouldn't have a wank before going and play five-a-side, five but I definitely have had the opportunity to have sex with my missus. I would. I'd fuck Power League. Yeah. I'd turn up on time and like do what I've got to do, because that, that scumbags don't turn up five-a-side <laughs> when you agree to do it. Um, but I'd definitely have sex and... and Forsake my quality on the who, pitch. Who, who in the England football team do you think wouldn't? Who in the England squad? Harry Kane, hundred percent would not show up. Kane would be there I, I, every time. I, I was Kane say. would be fucking paying for everyone. Yeah, Harry, Harry Kane. Harry Kane. If you have the opportunity to have sex, he would not because he knows. Like he famously had that Instagram post saying, um, "Best day of my life." Was it? Was it? Uh, yeah, it was uh, what, the uh, Golden Boot winner. Yeah. yeah, it was like. Uh, I think it's twice in a row, like, like a highlight, a highlight of my life, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and his missus put on and said, "What about the birth of your kid?" And he was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> That's not going to learn. The thing is, what, what she needs to realise is that people have kids all the time. There's fuck loads of kids all over the place. He's done something that most people can't even dream of. And, and it, they're, 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 why does it have to be entwined? No, when it's entwined because society says that the birth of your child should be the best. Like in your instance, but you're sharing that with someone else, though. You're sharing it, yeah. This is something achievement that if he's done. If you have done. a kid, you're sharing that yeah. experience with you know with the other half. Your kid's not not going to have to worry about eating, not have to worry about not driving a Lamborghini, whatever it is, because, because of his achievements. Because of his achievements. So what she should have said is, "Thank you." <laughs> not dug him out on fucking Instagram. Yeah, that's bad. That kid could have been in your fucking back. Yeah, fucking turn it in. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been on your back. I just, I dread to think of Harry Kane being on someone's back. <laughs> have you got uh, Super Champ Twenty Three? Says you got any thoughts on USA, Mexico, and Canada hosting the Twenty Twenty Six World Cup? Yes, mad. And it's a forty eight team tournament, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Um. I don't know, I think we're having a conversation on another WhatsApp group saying that maybe one and two tournaments would be in Europe. What do you guys think of that? Absolutely, that's where like, all of the good football comes from. Oh, you've got South America. I kind of said maybe one and three, but I didn't go down well, there. Well, I'll deal with that as well. I, 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 didn't, I didn't go like, Would they thought you like liberal tea? Well, uh, anti Brexit. I think the thing is, is that Russia getting this World Cup kind of skews the countries that anyone could go to and watch a World Cup to a degree. Because next one's in. It's in Qatar, Fuck that and one. the one after that is in three different countries. So, twenty thirty would be the next time we could potentially watch a World Cup in a commutable place. So, so there is that. But Mexico have had two. This would be the USA's second one as well. I think any one of those countries could have just done it by themselves. I don't see why there's three of them. It seems yeah, to be yeah. getting bigger. Like next Euros is across the entire continent of yeah. Europe. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, I don't get. I don't get it. 
I don't give a fuck about it anymore, really. When, when, well, when, I'm well, never going to go. Yeah, nor am I. But when, when... Well, I am going. And I, I went to the Euros. I've got to get in a van, lad. Wait, van of armour, yeah. Don't mention the brand, not paying. Oh, sorry. Um, got to get in a van for Vanarama. <laughs> got to drive from London to Belgium. No, not Belgium. That'd be a dream. To Russia, Kaliningrad, England versus Belgium. I got to get in a van with two lads from work. Uh, it's a free free day drive. Watch England versus Belgium and then drive back. Are you uh, Are you doing any of the driving? I'm doing lots of the driving. Yeah. Are you really? Well, there's only three of us. Well, no one else can drive. Yeah, they can drive. Okay. okay. So it's driving three days on your own. We're doing four-hour stints. You said a lot of us are like it's not equal. Well, I'm doing a lot of it. Like, I'm doing like there's three of us, and we've got to drive to Russia. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of the driving. <laughs> what? Shit, man. That is just. I don't know, man. That's that, commitment to the cause. I'd, 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 I'd enjoy it if I was like the back, back seater, just like taking in the. the no, I want to be driving. Man, I hate. I'm well, not. Why great, do you want to be driving? You've been driving in foreign countries, man. It's, not it's a great passenger. Like, yeah, but still, man. Where you, where you driving to in Russia? The the plan is to go to. Uh, we're driving from uh, Victoria in London. Yeah. To the fan zone. To Brussels. Yeah. Spend the night in Brussels. Then we're driving to Berlin. Spend yeah. the night in Berlin. Then we're driving to Russia, Kaliningrad. <laughs> I've never, I've never even fucking heard of Kaliningrad. <laughs> you have to go to the game or I'd, going to a fan zone. Uh, that's up for. Not debate. I mean, we all agreed we want to go into no, the stadium. If you can't get tickets, we don't have tickets. We don't have okay, tickets. So if so someone can sort you out, then you'll go. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there's anyone out there who can find a way past the, the fan ID problem, past the, the kind of uh, associated ticket issue, uh, and they happen to be in, listen to this podcast and in Kaliningrad at the same time, and you can sort us of a way into the stadium so you have some sort of weird influence in, in, in Russian um, authority around football. If you can hook me up, that'd be great. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I'd be in a fan park. I'd have driven 19 hours to be in a fan park. But do you know what it is? I think there's something good about that. Yeah, definitely. You know, England versus Belgium. Well, hopefully the game will mean something. I think we'd have won both our games. Well, that'd be good. I'm saying if, it, if Tunisia, it's Panama. If it's a situation where we're not going through and that game happens. Do you know what it would be like archetypal England? Frustrating draw against Tunisia, nil-nil yeah. against Panama. Yeah, going yeah. into Belgium having to win. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking stinks. horrible. Stinks of England, that doesn't it? Yeah, and we're probably Belgium as well. That that would be the thing. Well, Belgium. Yeah, no way. Yeah, mate, I can see that. Well, well, Tunisia is fucking shit. And apparently, Belgium have played only one team in the top ten in the last two years, so they're not tested. It's like the acne yard of international football. So Belgium, chin's not tested. Belgium are about to get chin checked. Yep. They're about to get their chin fucking checked. Well, they've had, um, they've got the golden generation. They've had Wilmot, who wasn't very great, uh, sub manager. And they've got Roberto Martinez, who, you know, isn't great. Again, it's a very weird appointment to be. They're going to look back at their golden generation. Don't get me wrong, this is a fucking incredible squad. They look back at the FBA and go, we made a mistake with the managers. Well, they're just not picking um, Nangolan. Because um, apparently he likes a bit of a cigarette and a drink, but he's an amazing footballer. Don't we all? Yeah. Just won't pick him. I'm an, amazing, yeah. I'm an amazing footballer and I like a cigarette and a drink and, and other stuff. <laughs> right, a couple of brasses. Didn't, <laughs> didn't hurt anyone, do you know what I mean? A couple of brasses, line of gear. Huh? Do you know who likes a cigarette? 
Bobtop. Yeah. Is that Never him? Yeah. yeah. Never him. I mean, it did arm him in some respect because I think he could have run faster and harder. Both of his players around. <laughs> what was he? That's the one. Like one of the misconceptions is actually pretty quick. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, should we do one more? One more question. Uh, Bulk underscore nasty on Twitter. He says Spain just sacked their coach. Just uh, just says. Sorry, hang on. What? Just before it says the superfluous. Uh, just before uh, the opening uh, match, uh, it basically what happened with that is the so Real Madrid, like this little scumbag club that they are, they've snaked in and what is a an incredible manager. He will go on to do great things. Um, the, the Spain manager he's done wicked in in the uh, in, in the youth sections of the, the, the Spanish support. Then very good at Porto, although never really won anything with them. Um, and Real Madrid just come in and go, yeah, we're having you. And he's agreed to, to sign for Real Madrid. And the FA are just going like, what the fuck? And I was convinced, me and T had a little uh, two and fourth. And I said that he would definitely be given the job to, to carry it through for the World Cup. And T was like, no, he's gone. And I was like, what the fuck does he know? The fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> in, in what world would T know what's going on in the Spanish FA? <laughs> Turns out he knows all of it. And, he um, did it behind their back. He didn't. You're right. You're right. Um, so the question is: Is it Real's fault? Real's fault if uh, Spain crash out of the World Cup in shame? Yeah, I the, mean, yeah. The, the difficulty, the difficulty in the question is that if you don't know how things are in Spain, um, for example, when Manu are in their prime, it's kind of the ABU, anyone but United kind of thing. Mm. And if United got the England boss on the eve of the tournament and fucked off our tournament there would be a lot of hatred towards I think Real Madrid are kind of thought of in the same way in Spain so but I don't think Real Madrid will care because club football is king these days but yeah because Spain had a chance of winning the tournament and a maybe, very good chance and maybe now they won't I mean I think Hero has taken over they might win it anyway which would be, which would be amusing I think, mm. um, I think Italy in 06 had a bit of a a bit of a, you know, not the best preparation and still one old thing, so so who knows? I think it's a bit of like cut your nose of spite your face with like what what like what What does Spain gain? Yeah, like What a little bit of credibility. That no one gives a yeah. fuck about. What, like, sacking your manager. Yeah, I know I know he's like trying to make a stand against exactly, like the yeah. monopoly of Real Madrid and Barcelona, I understand that. But with two days away from the Real uh, the No, no we're one day away from the World Cup. When the players like swallow your pride, you yeah, prick. Yeah, just, just fucking. And Emerson and Yester were like, "Look, we're all right. But it doesn't fucking matter." Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. It's all right. It doesn't matter. Leave it. Leave, leave it, it. Leave it. Leave it. And they fucking sack him. It's like Gary, isn't it? It's like Gary from fucking, like fucking Western Supermare. Supermare. Uh, and we're like, we're having a fight in, in the street, and you're like, "No, it's calm down." Like it's an hour, right, it's hour right. later, and you're sitting back in your flat. You're sitting back in your flat and you're having a few beers and you sit, he's still fucking pumped up. He's still pumped up and he gets up and he's like, no, I ain't having it. And he leaves the front door out to smash their guts in. That's essentially what the president has done. Yeah, don't be Gary, Spain. <laughs> is what I'm saying. All right, that's it from the Fighting Cock Podcast, World Cup edition, sponsored by Fansbet. Thank you very much, Fansbet. Um, it's, it's been great to see you boys once again. And awesome we've got a whole you. big fucking World Cup to enjoy. Love it. And I can't wait. Yeah, got to work for it all, but I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, boys. Love you too. Bye. Bye.
Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.